Hello, Texans, and welcome to the Texans Players Show here from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio at NRG Stadium. Mark Vandermeer with you, John Harris as well. DP Sidhu is going to join us. Troy Hairston in the next segment, Texans fullback. He's from the Detroit area, and it's an all-Detroit show tonight because let's bring in Desmond King to start it out. And before we get to you, Desmond, just want to remind everybody that Andre Johnson is once again a Pro Football Hall of Fame semi-finalist, all right? He's got to make the finalist list and then make it as an inductee. So we have two more hills to climb. Didn't make it last year, but he's on the list again. Part of the process will keep following. Texans at Miami Sunday, noon kick. Desmond, how you doing? Great to see you. Great to have you in studio with us. Good, man. Thanks for having me. Well, it's Thanksgiving week, and we want to talk about the game and everything, but let's get to the important stuff. Thanksgiving dinner, all right? Any memories, anything stand out? And how will you handle it here as a player? Because I know you've had to do this before, yeah, obviously. Yeah, so yeah. so what's the game plan for Thanksgiving? Uh, my mom actually gets in town tonight, so Ooh. that's going to be great. It's going to be great. The whole family's back together. Um, we're going to have Thanksgiving dinner at my brother's house. My my oldest brother actually lives here now. Okay. Nice. Because of you, or is that a coincidence? Uh, just he wanted to come down here. Okay. But I'm here, so I mean, <laughs> so I mean, it's not it's not bad. But um, it's going to be good to have you know the whole family here and everything, and uh, have some good food, man. Because last year I don't think. I don't think my mom came last year. Okay. Yeah, but this year, yeah, it's going to be good. So is your mom the type of mom that she's in the kitchen and y'all better back up or yeah, she no. wants you to contribute? Get out the way. Just get out the way. <laughs> get out the way. She handles everything. Yeah, get out the way. Let her go to work. <laughs> Those are good moms, man. Nothing's going to change. Wait, mom, all I got to do is go watch football. Yeah, yeah, you go watch football. You leave the kitchen to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've asked this of a lot of people. Thanksgiving dinner, you have your sides and you have the main course, usually turkey, sometimes ham. You got to give us an MVP and something you'd put on waivers, something you'd cut from the table. What's it going to be? What's your MVP? Let's start with that. Oh, man, you you got to go in mac and cheese. Like, that's, okay. that's the... That's an absolute. That's there. It has to be there. So if mac and cheese is, is messed up, and I'm not putting it on moms, but if something happens and it's messed up, does oh. it ruin Thanksgiving dinner? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Which it's one are you putting on waivers? Which one are you putting on waivers that everybody puts on a table that you're like, no, you can uh, miss me with that? Um, all right. So you, I'm not like a big ham person. Okay. Okay. No ham. Stick yeah. with the turkey. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Do you have Fried to? Fried turkey, you can do it all with the turkey. So Damn, you have I'm to have turkey at Thanksgiving. Do you have yeah. to have turkey at Thanksgiving? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. I mean, that's that's the whole meaning of Thanksgiving. Well, the question we wouldn't ask Nick either because we know he's not going to have dessert. What's the go-to dessert for Peach Thanksgiving? Cobbler. Peach cobbler? Yes. Oh, yeah. He didn't even hesitate on that. Ice cream on top? Ice cream. All right. All right. Good. I already I asked, like- my, I asked my oldest brother today. I said, "Are we making peach cobbler?" <laughs> that was this morning. As soon as I woke up, he asked yeah. me. He was like, "He was like, uh, he was like, I just made the list. Is there anything I need? I need to make?" I was like, "Don't forget the peach cobbler." Yeah. <laughs> my son asked me for the. I make a blackberry cobbler, and he. My son asked me, "He's like, can we have that for Thanksgiving?" Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty easy so, to make. So I'm good with that. Vanilla ice cream on it, though, right? Yeah, yeah. You got to have the ice cream on it. I, I mean, the ice cream has some people put, hot ice cream. Some people put pecan, pecan. All right, that's fine though. That's all right. I mean, I, can, I don't know. That's all right. Just, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. It's good because it brings out the natural I like the flavors. Vanilla. And I, like I think it should be a federal law that you cannot serve pie or cobbler without a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Yeah, Come it's got to be. Growing up in Detroit with a game on Thursday, mm-hmm. 
What was that like growing up, Des, to have that game? Did you ever go to that game? Was that ever part um, of the Thanksgiving went, ritual, or went, you just watching TV? I went once, and then um, it's really just a, a watch on TV kind of thing. Like me and my family, yeah. we would all, like I said, we we cook, yeah, grab our plates, and we sit in front of the TV. There was actually one time I didn't get to watch it on TV because okay. I played in it. Yeah, yeah. What That's was it like nice. playing at Thanksgiving game? It was amazing. Really? Yeah. Played in Detroit? No. We played in Dallas. Oh, yeah. The Chargers, okay. 2017. Right, right, right. Oh, right. Yeah. My rookie year. And it was, what made it more special was, well, one, I always wanted to play on Thanksgiving Day. Right. Mm-hmm. So what made it more special is I recorded my first interception. Nice. That Ooh. day. On national on TV. On national TV for Thanksgiving, and it was a pick six. Against that team. Against Dallas. So, yes. like, that that's what made it more special, so... That's yeah. a beautiful thing. That was probably my best Thanksgiving. Desmond <laughs> King joining us. All right, so we mentioned before the yeah. interview that we have three players on the Houston Texans from yes, Detroit, sir. which yes, is sir. amazing, really. And Detroit, I think we talked about this with you once. It has the third most represented players from any city mm-hmm. in the country in the league. In the league yes, I forget sir. what the number is, and I worded yes, that sir. awkwardly, but that's incredible to me. Yes, Why sir. do you think that is, Des? I mean... I, honestly, I don't know. I really don't. But I know one thing is, like, just being from that city, being from Detroit, or you can just be from Michigan, it's really just, like, a place where, like, it's, like, it's our mindset. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, we're goal-driven. So, like, it, whatever we're going to do whatever it takes yeah, to get us to where we want to go. There's we're going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. It's the Midwest. Yeah. It's funny because, like, we have three guys from Detroit and nobody went to Michigan or Michigan State, (laughs) which is funny. That's the thing, right? It's notable for sure. But not a lot of people out out of Michigan go to Michigan or Michigan State. That's the thing. As an athlete. That's interesting. Yeah. People tend to leave, huh? Or go maybe to, well... Troy went to Central Michigan. Everybody's got a story. Everybody has a story. I'm pretty sure he could have went somewhere else. Yeah. The fact that he was on defense and then went over to offense, I mean, yeah. I know you don't hold that against him, but he's been he's been <laughs> interesting to watch. You have been very interesting to watch this year, Des. I'm going to go on record and say this. I I feel like, and I've watched your career a lot. You and I have talked about this. I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. I feel like whether you're inside or you're outside, I feel like you're playing your best ball this year. Yeah. Do you feel that way too, yeah, and why is that? Definitely. Um, I think, you know, coming into this year, I said, you know, I'm going to change something. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to change, but I knew once camp came around, I could feel it different. Yeah. In my play, um, and just, you know, my everyday routine, like I just felt different. Is it a mental thing? Yeah, but no. Mm -hmm. It's more discipline, I would say. You know what I mean? Like you gotta actually train yourself to to put yourself in that position. Is it something that and happens? And then it becomes mental. Yeah. Because you got to stay on pace. Right. Is it because you're a little bit older now? I mean, you're not old, but for an NFL no. player, you're good. Let's talk no. food. You're seasoned. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say it's just a different it's a different vibe this year for me. Okay. And I do have a daughter now. She's about to be six months on the yeah. 23rd. Ooh. So I think maybe that probably clicked in, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I just felt like something was different this year. How do you think? How do you think she's changed you? Uh, my perspective on life. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just playing for, you know, myself or, you know, my family. Now I actually have a seat out here. Right, right. That's basically me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I got to do whatever it takes to make sure she's taken care of. Yeah. And like I said, it's a, it's a purpose. Now I have a why. Yeah. On why I'm out there each and every play. 
Has it also affected the way you eat and take care of your body that way? Thanksgiving dinner aside, oh, yeah. Desmond. Oh, yeah. No, she's she not going to be able to interfere with the food. <laughs> not this one. Can't do that. But um, definitely, definitely changed my perspective on life, man. And, you know, and, and each and every day I call her before the game. I talk to her. Um, and it, it just it makes me smile when I see her. When you think back to your career, Desmond, before this, I mean, you played good football. Yeah. But when you when you look back and you're like, man, had I had this perspective back then, do you share that with the young guys and, and um, talk with the young guys about that? Like, not not that you are, hey, look at the way I did it. Yeah. But no. when they talk no. to you about that, you say, hey, it's just a different perspective. You'll get that perspective. You'll get over the hump. You'll get over those things. You'll get to a point where you know you're right. Do you kind of share that with the young dudes? Um, I have before, but uh, one thing that I did tell them, I was just like. You know, you're young. Make sure you have fun with this, man. Like, mm. this is not everybody can have this opportunity, yeah. you know, that we have to have this platform to play on the National Football League. You know, it's a small percentage of guys that get this opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So just have fun, man, and, and make sure you're just enjoying it. All right, so this week you play the Dolphins, and we all know who they have as far as pass catchers go. Mm -hmm. And let's start with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. <laughs> you excited to go after these guys? You I must am. get up for a game like this where you go up against two of the best. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited, man. I've played both of them. I know their ability. I know what they can do. Um, I haven't played Tua yet, though, because mm -hmm. I think last year he was hurt. Yeah, we play Brissett. Right. So that, that's going to be interesting because I never played Tua. So I want to see, like, what kind of play style, you know, he is, what kind of quarterback. Left-handed quarterback. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's going to be different, man. How so. different is that? I've thought about that because I, I started going back in, like, my career. I'm like, I don't think I ever faced a left-handed quarterback. But how different is that? The guy is a lefty, so he looks at one side of the field or not. He's rolling one way or not. How does it sort of change your perspective? Um, I don't know. Cause Have I you ever faced a lefty? I, not that I remember. Man. So that's why I said this is going to be very interesting. Like we, we both we played against Miami before last year. We played Waddle. Yep. I I have history with Tyreek with him yep. being in Kansas City. Yeah. So like, it's going to be different. Like this is a team that I actually haven't faced before. So. Yeah. What is it about Tyreek Hill? Now we see the speed and everything. He's just, he's just explosive. It just feels like they could just send him down there, throw the ball up, <laughs> and he's going to go find. He's going to find it. it. He's going to track gonna find it down. It. He's gonna find it, man. That's that's so special about Tyreek. Like, you can see him by his size and his frame. Like, he's he's small, mm -hmm. but he's very fast, quick, elusive. Like, and he knows how to go get the ball. So, like, that's it's just kind of like, who is this guy? Like, who made this man? Yeah. Like, but it's it's gonna be a task. Like, we know what Tyreek can do. Um, like I said, he's a very explosive player, man. At any time of the game, he can go. It and seems he, like he would and make he a talks good. too. Yeah. Oh yeah. He I'm I I know I'm he, pretty sure he does. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he I'm does. pretty sure he does. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure you have some things <laughs> to say back. I I watched you enough on the field to know that. Yeah. Um <laughs> last week you played outside. Mm. You play inside a lot. But you've gone inside outside. Last year you played outside some uh you know, you went out there in a Buffalo game and I think from mm -hmm. that point on you played outside. It's a different mindset in both. But as you take on a team like the Dolphins, for you, how does it change things whether you're inside or outside? Is it any different? And you don't uh, have to give it anything away whether you're going to play inside no, or yeah. outside. I know you're not going to do that, but just the difference in playing those two, especially a team like this. I would say patience. Like when, when I'm playing inside, I'm more patient when I'm inside because um, just my, my game plan. Yeah. How I go in each and every week. 
playing that position. And on the outside, I feel like it's more like they like they say the island, like Revis Island. Right, like, right. That is actually real. Right. You're out there alone. <laughs> that yeah. is real. Yeah. Yes. So like you can't be too patient, too relaxed because you never know what you can get out right, there. Right. But and inside definitely I'm more patient. Desmond, thanks a lot for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving. Good no luck problem. Sunday. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys too. Let's keep it rolling here on the Texans Players Show. Troy Hairston is going to join us next. Fullback, undrafted free agent, making a name for himself in this league and another Detroit guy. That's coming up here on the Texans Players Show. Getting right back to it here on the Texans Players Show from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. Mark Vandermeer with you. Now joined by D.P. Sidhu with Troy Hairston, Texans fullback. Now a little bit of a preview I used to be the voice of the Central Michigan Chippewas a long time ago. Troy Hairston, a Chippewa, undrafted rookie free agent. So you knew I was going to indulge in that, right? How's it going, Troy? It's going good. How are you? Doing great. All right, so let's talk about Central Michigan football for the next half hour. All right, sorry, DP. <laughs> I'll sorry. just leave. I'll just see my way out. You know, I just have fire up chips. They played fire a snow up. game last week. Yeah, man. Western. That was terrible. Like, you could barely see on TV, so it looked like a whiteout. So. Yeah. Well, why did you decide to go there? Because you're from the Detroit area, uh -huh. right? So why Central Michigan? Um. Well... Central was close enough to home, and I had really two offers coming out of high school, and it was a preferred walk-on to Central and a, uh, a offer from a D2 school in Kentucky, and it was going to cost the same, so I just took a chance on myself to go and play D1 ball. Worked out very well with all the Mid-American Conference accolades, mm -hmm. and here you are in the NFL. Yeah, blessed, blessed, beyond blessed. So. But I think you're so humble about your journey at mm -hmm. Central Michigan because – you and I chatted about it briefly, but you actually started on special teams, and then you were on the equipment staff for a while. Yeah, not playing football. Yeah, for for a little bit, uh, I picked up loops and I did uh, period changes on the scoreboard. Um, I would come in every morning when they would practice and watch practice, uh, just so I could be around the team and try to learn something. So that's amazing. What yeah. were some of your other duties as equipment? Were you like handling uniforms or no, just, equipment stuff, or you were just? It was just loops, and I would come in and. Uh, I would have a script of everything that would happen, and there's a there's a little thing they use to control the scoreboard in the end zone. So uh -huh. they would want time, period, all that stuff. So I would just do all that. That was just a way for me to be around so everybody could see my face, knew me, so I could ask questions. I, I, I could be on the sideline. I would call up personnel, stuff like that. So Okay, I'm, this might be a dumb question. What is loops? Um, it's the stuff we wash our clothes on. So, like, after you come off of practice, you go yeah. and throw all your practice equipment on this, like, string. It's like a, it's a loop. Oh, we call it a loop. okay, yeah, yeah, I've seen those. I didn't know they had a name. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it was a little loop. We just picked up. Laundry loop. Yeah. Laundry you don't loops. put it in one of those mesh bags? Yeah. that's another way to do it, right? Yeah, they, they'll go around, throw them in there, but sometimes you pick them up, or, uh, sometimes dudes throw, when they're done and they're not practicing, uh, throw me practice jerseys. So I've, mm -hmm. I've had that happen a couple times and stuff like that. So Troy Harrison joining us on the Texans Players Show. All right, so one more thing about Mount Pleasant, Michigan. The Saginaw Chippewa Tribe Casino is there. Mm -hmm. Are students allowed to go there, student athletes, or is that a no-no to go into the casino? Uh, it depends who, who runs the team. So, oh. <laughs> uh, years, years it was, it was not okay. It was no-no. Mm -hmm. Uh, some years it, it didn't matter, so it, it was really up to who who ran the team. Had you so. ever been? Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> hypothetically speaking, your game, of choice, your game of choice is yeah. what? It used to be roulette. Okay. Oh, roulette. really? Yeah. Because right. I, I wouldn't play every time. I I mm. would 
take my chance on a on a bigger uh, odd bet. And yeah. And once I would win, I would hold. Wait, wait, wait. Then take that chance again. I'm I'm like that too with roulette. It makes no sense to play it. It's mm-hmm. totally I don't chance. It's chance. There's yeah. something about the wheel, DP. It's, <laughs> the, it's yeah. a hypnotic effect it's that the, the wheel gives you. It's the quickest way to lose all your it's money. True. I think. Yes. But there's just something about if you if you play a number and you hit a number in roulette. There's no greater feeling. <laughs> Literally, I, I'm not gonna lie. So I used to, I used to do something where I would have a stop loss. So I would like take like <laughs> twenty to thirty dollars, and I wouldn't take <laughs> my like, credit no, card in there. Oh, that's great. And uh, I would go and uh, I sometimes win like two hundred dollars and walk out. So, all right. So take me through. DP talked about the journey. You're playing defense mm. at Central Michigan in the Mid American Conference at a high level. I mean, you're Co Mac Defensive Player of the Year. You are really wreaking havoc. So how did the switch occur? You come here as an undrafted free agent. Did you know it was going to happen, that you were going to move to fullback? How did that all go down? Well, I had an idea because throughout the uh, whole pre-draft process, um, that was talks with other teams. And, um, you know, for me, in my mindset, it was like whatever I got to do to make an NFL team, like wh- however anyone can use me, mm-hmm. uh, do it. So I came here starting off as a linebacker. Um, and first day of OTAs when all the vets were back, um, Coach Lovey came up to me and he was like, uh, you, you go you going to fullback today? So I said, yeah, absolutely, mm. whatever you want. So I was in a different color jersey. I was in a defensive color jersey on the offensive side that whole day. So I remember that it was OTAs and minicamp. Yeah. Because I think I interviewed Danny Barrett, and he mentioned, like, the running backs room – and all the guys, and then your name got thrown in there. And he see, he said it sort of in passing. And then you know we've got Troy like uh, he switched over and doing nice things. And I after the interview wrapped, I asked Danny. I said who who did you say the other guy was? And he mentioned your name about how you, they really liked your athleticism, mm-hmm. and that that's why they just wanted you to be able to make the team. They wanted to switch you over to fullback. But at your pro day, didn't you do some drills at fullback? Is, do you think that's where they this coaching staff sort of got the idea? Um. I did do drills at Pro Day um, for fullback, but I, I think that was because that was something that was in the talks with other scouts. So mm. it was something that would be like, hey, like I can catch, um, I can move, I can, you know, run a couple routes. Like mm-hmm. it's not foreign to me. So like to see more of that. Troy Harrison joining us, Texans fullback. Okay. Pro Day, that was at Central, or was that another school? That was Central. Central All right, so it wasn't like a clearinghouse place. Mm-hmm. Anybody else end up in the league? Let's see. Yeah, we had two draft picks, uh, second and third round. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Luke Gadecki and oh, Bernard yeah. Raymond. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, Colts and Bucks, I okay. believe. Then uh, we have Khalil Pimpleton in, uh, with the New York Giants, who I saw um, – Two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, when the Texans he, played there. Yeah. yeah. So he, he came by when I was warming up and gave him big hugs. So. Did you do combine? Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't get invited to the combine. All right. So the pro day was crucial. Really, it was huge for me. Like, yeah. That, that was a that – I, I knew that going into January after we ended our season. I'm like, this is what I got to do. I got to make sure I work hard and do everything right. Like, so I leave no margin for error. So, so we talk about the rookies a lot. All you go through following your final college season, getting ready for all the pre-draft workouts, and then you're thrown into the grind of OTAs, rookie camp, all that other stuff. What is that like for you as a rookie to experience all that and then get into training camp and now here you are and you still have a 
big chunk of the season left. Yeah, it's it's a quick turnaround. It's a quick transition. Um, and then that that rookie year is tough because you don't really get a break. Like you 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 get done with your college season. Say you play in the bowl. Say you blessed to play in the bowl. We, it's like we did. We played in the bowl the thirty first. So um, playing a bowl game, and then you go right into pro day training, combine training. Um, so there's no break. And then say you get invited to an all-star game, you got to go put the pads on back then. And basically it's almost like a 14-game season, mm. um, depending on whether your your second all-star, or that all-star bowl game is. Yeah. Um, then you're working all through that January, February, March. <clears throat> After April comes, you, you find out what team you go to, and then – from there is just work, work, work is more work. So you, as a rookie, that's like the toughest transition, I feel like. From my experience, that's a tough transition because you don't really get a break. Like, um, it's, it's, it's right away, right away. So I, I think that the rookie transition is hard enough going from college to the NFL, but then when you're switching positions from defense to offense, what's been the toughest part of that transition? Because you're pretty much learning a brand-new position that you, you never played before in college. Yeah. It's a it's a new world. Um, of course, there's always something you can football. You can take something from any position and apply it to a different phase of the game. Um, but probably the toughest thing is I would say two things is one getting used to the fact that you're not trying to get through a blocker. The, someone's trying to get through you as a blocker. Okay. So where you can be a little bit more, I guess, wild and, and reckless with mm -hmm. how you attack. You can't do that uh, on offense. Like it has to be very like balanced. And um, when you take your shot, like some of the shots I take, I have to know that he's not going to try to avoid me to try to make the tackle mm. behind me. And and a lot of that is a uh, running back setting up blocks for you. So that helps a lot. Like a lot of people don't see that in the game. And probably the second thing is the play calling um, and formations. So like on defense, you'll get. Uh, one or two, two, three words, which, which will be like your front, your your pressure. As far as college, when I remember mm -hmm. it, um, front pressure coverage. Um, offense is totally different. You have what X, Y, Z is sure. doing, who's motioning. Uh, you have the same play, but you got five, six different formations and um, shifts yep. in, for that play. So it's, it's uh, that that's a tough transition. I mean, when Damian Pierce says that it's hard for him going from college to the pros as a running back, which I would think would be more straightforward, uh, I think you you and I were chatting about this, or maybe I was talking to him. He he said that he was so relieved when you entered the running mm. back's room because it wasn't just him right. learning plays on his own because it, it's a huge undertaking to just know the playbook and, and understand it. But the two of you doing it together, I mean, how much has that helped you sort of you know, get up to speed with everything. Oh, a lot. Like it's it's, it's one of those things where you like um, where you don't want to feel, uh, I guess, left out in a way. So say like you're one on one with uh, a coach in, in training camp or OTAs, and there's nobody else in your room. If you don't understand something, like you feel left out, or you feel like you're doing something wrong. But right. if or if both of you, if you have more than one person going through it with you, um, usually you can ask each other and be like, you don't understand this. Well, and then you'll oh, usually sure. play off each other. Um, and a lot of that stuff you can figure out based off of what your job is. And you can usually tell what other people's job going down the line. So it, it helps a lot, um, especially when you're struggling with learning a new system. So Texans fullback Troy Harrison with us on the Texans Players Show. Okay, when you first met 
Damian Pierce. There he is. Mm -hmm. What was that like, and what's it been like to get to know him better? My first experience actually was before we actually got in Houston. It was on a call with all the rookies, and he mm. was talking about hog hunting. What? And <laughs> I had my mic muted, but that was the funniest human being I had met. Like, like he was talking about all he was talking about was hog hunting, and I was I was I had my mic muted, laughing. Like, <laughs> he's very country. Like, you could tell. Like, he mm. sound different. Like, sometimes you gotta sit there and really listen to him. You're but, from Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> he's from Bainbridge. Like, totally different. But um, it's a, he's a great dude. Like. He, he surprises you a lot. He's very intelligent. Like, he's very smart. You got to listen to how he, he talks about mm -hmm. the game and how he understands different things that we do in his own way. Um, he's very, very smart. Um, and very nice dude, great person to get to know. Like, I, I think everybody, like, in the building benefits from knowing DP, so. I think everybody just really can just feel that energy and his enthusiasm. What did you think in the game – this week when he got picked up mm -hmm. and he just got slammed to the ground. I mean, where were you when that happened? So I was actually running out for a flat um, and I turned around to make a block because I knew he was getting the ball and I saw it when I was running back in and the first thing that I thought was make sure he was okay. Sure, of course. Make sure, like, that like that kind of hurt my heart, like, seeing that and, like, like, Aww. I was just taken off by it. So it was, it was my first thing was to make sure he was okay. So I, I didn't think about anything else. Like, mm -hmm. that was just, I don't know. It was something that was really uncalled for. So And Absolutely. Titus went and got in John Ridgeway's face afterwards. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He was talking about it afterwards, that that was just, he was just doing the most. Yeah. He needed a, he needed a little reminder. I'm pretty yeah. sure by that time the whistle, the, the whistle had been blown already. Like, it was no forward progress. Um and yeah, when I went to go see how like to check up on DP, uh, Titus came across and went and got in his face. Um, so, I mean, it, it was just a it's a weird situation. Like it wasn't cool, but it is. What I it think is. everybody collectively watching just like breathed a sigh of relief when he hopped back up. But yeah. what have you just thought of the campaign he's put together so far? I mean, he was leading all the rookies in rushing yards and scrimmage yards and. You know, very casually putting together this campaign, he seems to be such a bright spot. What have you, just from being able to lead block for him, mm -hmm. you know, what have you thought of just the campaign he's put together and and what he does on the field? Um, I'm going I'm to say something that, that I kind of said towards the beginning of my time here is everybody plays football, and the, the way they play football, they tell a story. So, like, DP tells a story of who he really is and, and how hard he works and what his mentality is on that field whenever he plays. So the campaign that he's put together is everything you see in is who he is, is, is what he's made of, is, is what he's been through, um, any type of struggle he's ever been through in his life or any type of good he's ever had or things that he's worked on. Dude was working, um, and we had a little break in July um, before camp. Um, Dude was working out in his backyard with cones. Like, mm. wow. like there's, yeah, like you talk to him about it, like – he, he he don't do no like crazy training like he just grind on his own and he make it his own like everything's his own so the way he run the ball is his own so sure. he tell his story through the way he play football four so. cones I, I think the same thing could be said about you like mm -hmm. I think the way that you play the game tells a story about you what do you think what do you, what would you want your story to be so is that is that no matter um 
what anyone tells you or whatever you go through or where you start, whether it's equipment manager, a regular student, mm -hmm. wherever, if you put your mind to anything you want to do in your life that you really love, anything you dream of, and you don't listen to anything anybody got to say or you use your, strength, your, your struggle and pain to propel you, then you can do anything you want to do. So that's what I hope. Plenty more coming up with Troy Hairston, Texans fullback on the Texans Player Show. It's Texans Radio. Final segment in our extended visit on the Texans Player Show with Troy Hairston. Plays fullback for your Houston Texans. Let's get back to it. All right, more on the running back room. We talked about Damian. Mm -hmm. Rex Burkhead. We had Daria Gunbowale in here last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, mm -hmm. and he was saying that Rex is the wise man. Yeah. And you guys will sometimes write down things that he says. He's been through so much in this league. Facts. How do you look at him and tell us about Daria as well? Facts. Rex is definitely a wise man. He uh he he's he's the oldest one in the group, but he can also like relate with us. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And and for me, Rex has been around so much um great football, pro football, like I try to get any little bit like that I can from him. Like I'll ask him about fullbacks he played with previously, you know, in the league, and ask him what is what are the things they did to se separate themselves from everyone else. Like what are what are things they were doing that you noticed that made them great. Like things like that. So Rex has that knowledge. Not only that, Rex has like that that vet savviness to him. Like like even the way he like. Everywhere he moves and, and the way he runs routes is so efficient. So, like, when you watch him on film, like, you try to learn what his story is. So, kind of going back to that, yeah. you try to learn what where he got this from or, what you know. And when you talk to him, like, for example, like, his route running is crazy. Um, I asked him, like, how did you start doing it? And he said it was something that started, like, I think his third year in the league. He was on um, uh, maybe his second, but he was on uh, Look Squad. Oh. Look Squad doing – running routes and that's when it started you really started working on it implementing it so interesting uh all right let's talk about some other things here because we got a game coming up in miami but before we get into the details on that you know i'm going to bring up detroit here because mm -hmm. we've talked to desmond king tavier thomas uh -huh. do you guys ever talk about detroit together you're from very close to downtown yeah. so how do you relate to those guys in that way um we we we'll talk sometimes i try to figure out who they know that i know yeah. sometimes <laughs> um we'll talk about pal football because mm. hey, everybody who grew up in detroit that played football know about pal like the police league a lot of a lot of like talent like d1 talent eventually like we all play like in this like police league so all right so is the police league uh -huh. in the fall yeah, I mean it's it's football. It's regular. It's little league football. It's, oh, it's little it's, league. It's, it's okay, little, it's, it's when just, you guys are tiny, tiny yeah. tots. Well, it's so pal is not only just football though. It's baseball. Okay. Like, um, I think it's tennis. I think I played tennis for pal. I I did a lot of stuff with pal. You played up. tennis. Yeah, uh, okay. I played tennis growing up. My dad had me doing that. Um, I played base. I played mostly baseball and pal. Like okay. I played a lot of baseball. So. Um, but yeah, so they played in the police athletic league too. Uh, I think Des did. I didn't ask. <laughs> I didn't ask TT. This is new material for me. I like this. Yeah, we're gonna ask like about this. the police yeah. league. You had some battles there, huh? He was probably ahead of you though. Oh yeah, they were. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't a, like. Yeah. <laughs> what, so you guys were not there at the same time. The way it goes, A, B, C, D team, mm -hmm. and so if if he was there, he probably would have been like A team when I was D team or C team okay, type sure. deal. Like so, he he's old. He's way older. 
That's funny. Mm -hmm. uh, what do people not understand about Detroit? Does it get a bad rap? Unnecessarily so. I think so. I think I think there's a lot to do in Detroit, and there's a lot of great things that come out of Detroit that just kind of get unnoticed or, um, I guess, ignored or uh, get a bad rep, like what we got in the city or what how how people, like, see us. Like, I feel like we're known for some some bad things rather than some of the good things that we put out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've really fixed up the downtown. Yeah, they're a doing nicer. a lot. Yep. Yeah, so especially within the last six, seven years, so a lot of things changing. So This this will be your first year not in Michigan, right? Yeah. With, with Thanksgiving and the big Thanksgiving Day game. What are some of your best memories of growing up and just having that iconic game there? Yeah, um, which Lions loss is most memorable? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I like – I remember the consistency of my dad – me and my dad and my family watching it every year regardless like regardless of what's going yeah, on so sure um it's a tradition tradition is tradition a lot of too. some people think that detroit shouldn't have the game anymore because they haven't won enough on thanksgiving but why if that's the why? point why take it away from them and no point usually they're pretty good games win or lose yeah right? they always in it just something, <laughs> something goes wrong. <laughs> something always fluke happens so it's it's, it's uh I, it, for us, is is definitely was tradition. So Te Texans were up there uh, twice, uh -huh. uh, most recently during the COVID year, yep. mm -hmm. and one which was I think the last win of the year for them. But it was a big win up in in Michigan. I think that's such a great tradition. Yeah, to grow up. I'm sure as a kid in Detroit to get to have that game on TV and it's your home team. Yeah, it just it's just not fun with the with the losing <laughs> part. So. With the other team eating yeah. the turkey at the end. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, so speaking of Turkey Day. What is the most overrated Thanksgiving food, and what's your favorite? To me? Yes. What could you do without? you got to cut a dish from your plate. Put it on waivers. He looks very stressed about I this know. decision. It's okay, Troy. We're not going to tell anybody. <laughs> Doesn't want to cut any, any food We won't tell any items. family members anything. <laughs> what could you do without? I don't like turkey. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, like turkey. well, you're not the you're first. You're not alone. That. A lot of people yeah. think that that's like, the weakest part of the whole dinner. It is. If it has to be made like, like, it can't be dry. It yeah. can't. And, and it's, it's hard, hard not people, to be dry. It's hard not it's hard to. Not to, not to dry out a turkey. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Like wow. I can't do a dry turkey. What would you replace it with? You could <sighs> replace any main dish. Oh, can I go? Can I go? This go for one? it. I love because turkey, we're in Texas. Way. I thought, why don't we have a Thanksgiving brisket? A right? brisket. A brisket, because it takes a long time to make, so a lot of pride and effort goes into it, and it's delicious. Everybody loves it. You can't go wrong with brisket. Thanksgiving brisket, done. It's a local twist. Well, for me, um, especially because of the last, like, four years, I learned how to really eat steak. Steak. Oh, yeah. I, oh. I would just do a steak. Sure. Do a steak. Simple for me. Like, so. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm right there so with medium, you. Medium, medium done steak, so... Everyone gets their cut of steak on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Seems like a lot of work for one person to be grilling steaks. Ah, you can do it. You can grill some big ones. <laughs> uh, Troy, what college football team did you grow up rooting for? Michigan. I know you went, so it was Michigan. Michigan. Oh. Yeah, it's either Michigan or Michigan, Michigan State. My mom was big into Michigan State. Okay. And that's because when she came to this country, um, she had an opportunity to go there for school. But she ended up going to U of D Mercy. In Detroit. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Detroit Mercy. Yeah. All right. Formerly known as the University of Detroit, they merged, and now it's Detroit Mercy. Mm -hmm. I know no, these I did things. not know that. Yeah. I know these things. All right. What about um, 
the Pistons, obviously, you got to be Pistons, a Pistons fan, right? Um, yeah, I was a big Ben Wallace fan growing up, like okay. when I was little. I used to want to be Ben Wallace. Sure. So, With the hair? Um, hair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some good hair. Um, and then uh, probably, um, sorry, what was the question? Are, are you, well, I was asking about the uh, Pro Hoops team. Uh-huh. But the thing is, we get a lot of guys who, you know, in your generation who root for players over teams. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a LeBron guy. I'm a Curry guy. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. Curry's obviously always been with the Golden State. But LeBron, wherever he goes, I'm going to follow him as a fan. Yeah. What, is, what is your thought on that? No, nah, I don't believe in it. No. No, not a no. player because, you know, it's a team game. Yeah. So why follow? I mean, I understand it. Nothing against anybody who does it. I like that attitude. But mm-hmm. uh, growing up, we was always... Uh, Red Wings, uh, Pistons, Alliance, and regardless whoever went where, it was mm-hmm. that's what we root for. So cool. All right, so stadiums you've played in so far on the road. What was I know? Obviously, the win is in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. but other places that seemed cool to you to go to seemed different. The experience, you know, obviously, we want to come out on top of these things, but mm-hmm. just being there, warm up, and you're thinking, I'm in this stadium. Is it Vegas? Is it somewhere else? What do you think? For me, was the probably probably the coolest was uh, in L.A. when we played the Rams. Mm-hmm. In the preseason. Yeah, yeah. preseason. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool because of how much film I watch in college. Um, a lot of times I watch a lot of Rams film when it came to – because I play D-line. So, yep. like, the tough D-line out there, so – I used to yeah. watch them a lot and see that stadium, and it's very different in person than watching it in field, on, on film and stuff mm-hmm. like that. They got that big uh, screen that go in yeah, the yeah, oval. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. that thing was crazy. Um, and just that atmosphere, that was, that was just pretty cool. Does it kind of blow your mind to be in these buildings after being in the Mid-American Conference in college all those years? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot different, like... Even to uh, like, well, obviously in the MAC we play in the middle of the middle of the week. Don't yeah. have to do that no more. Uh-huh. Um, the the amount of people that come to watch us, like mm-hmm. that's been crazy to me. Like sometimes I have to like kind of try to ignore it and mm-hmm. like realize like where I'm at. So. I think the MAC is super smart though for doing those MACTION games mm-hmm. on Tuesdays and Wednesdays because there's nothing else on. Nothing I mean, else some, on. Some hoops or whatever, but those are really centerpiece games. Facts like people going to watch. So like yeah. and, and people going to tune in, nothing else to watch. There's a football game on, turn on MACTION. So. I always wondered how that was for students. Like mm-hmm. your schedule is completely flip-flop from every other student athlete. Oh yeah. we Playing we, football at least. We get a lot of emails sent out to professors so i'm not sure how they feel about that <laughs> yeah yeah because you, you're you, missing time missing yeah. time um trying to get uh you know things turned in on time yep. or early yeah you just gotta depends. worry about all that depends right? so the day after the game can't be any picnic either oh you know? no you right back to school like <laughs> you don't get no break no mental break for right. real so you you may get a body break or uh you know from football but you right back in class like the next day so Troy Harrison with us Texans fullback okay pregame routines rituals what's the music do you put the headphones on what are you dialed into I, I put on I put headphones on I put on music but the thing I like that's a routine for me is I listen to Mike Tyson like you do yes Mike Wait, Tyson the, the boxer, the boxer. okay uh, since I was little Mike Tyson's always been my favorite athlete so. so you listen to him talk yeah he has um he has like people put together like I guess uh things on YouTube that are like that are, I guess most motivational yeah so he has a thing on YouTube um where people put together different things that he's said right about, like during his life or about um 
anxiety or being nervous or stuff okay. like that. Like, and then uh, I guess coming out and I guess being uh, knowing in your head, like being a like a dog or a monster. So like, like he has stuff out there that he talks about stuff that I can relate to mm-hmm. and understand. Like if I'm, you know, feeling some type of way, Mike felt this way before his fights. Mm. So like okay to calm down and, and get ready to go out there so what's the best advice that you've ever heard him give that really um, sits with you that fear was a good thing like fear is good and that nothing in life is ever worth doing if you can't be embarrassed if you can't be humiliated like he like that's you gotta take the risk take the risk take the risk because that like wow. he said when when you do something like that where you can be humiliated and you succeed you truly succeed so that's that's almost word for word what he says. I listen sure. to it yeah. every, every time. Day, every time. So so if that's I can't amazing. be embarrassed out there, like he said, if I can't be embarrassed, I don't want to do it. So it, do you feel that TV cameras, television coverage yes. everywhere? You mentioned people coming to watch you play. You're on the road in these big buildings. You're at home here in front of the NRG fans. You feel that part of it, or is it the case where once you get behind the line or between the lines, you kind of just go? You, I definitely feel it like before the game and then um, after, um, but during like once it's, once you put on the helmet, like for me, me personally, like that's not Troy. Like when I put on the helmet, like that's someone else. So when I put on the helmet, all that stuff go away. When I take it back off, um, I'm back to Troy, and I like I try to think about plays. And sometimes like I'm so hard on myself, like I do get embarrassed, but it's it's a part of like succeeding because like when i have a good plan i make up for it the next week then you know we we used to we asked you used to ask players when does that trans transformation occur Mm -hmm. like you say you're troy off the field you're somebody else on the field Mm -hmm. is it like when you run out the tunnel is it when you you're the first play of the game is it in your pregame warm-ups it would have to be when do you make the switch it would have to be right when like the right pregame when they call people out, whether I'm in the tunnel or not, like when I run out there and we mm-hmm. get ready for the coin toss, I'll pace back and forth on the sideline. And that's when that transition happened. Like like I talked to myself. Your football yeah. your yeah. football alter ego comes Yeah. In. Yeah. How long does it take to turn back into yourself <laughs> <laughs> after the game? Um I think I think once I see my parents, I'm cool. Like, ooh, like I call are they here them. a lot? Yeah, they're here. They they're here a lot. They try to. My mom is not here yet. My dad lives with me. So, oh, okay. Yeah, he still so lives with his dad. Was your mom planning on coming down? She, to, she still teaches. Yeah, she still teaches. So uh, she's got to finish out her school year. She's gonna that. finish mm-hmm. out and come down. Um, hopefully, um, hopefully we take we we she visit her mom in Panama first. And then come come down and live with okay. us. Okay, oh, that's so. going to lead into a whole other conversation. But <laughs> Troy, that's all we that's all the time we have for today. Awesome. Thanks so much for being with us. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that's going to do it for the Texans Players Show. That was Troy Hairston, Texans fullback. Fun to visit with him. Great guy to have around on this team. Lead blocker for Damian Pierce, undrafted free agent. It's going to be fun to have him around for a long time. And. Special thanks to Desmond King for joining us as well. Former All-Pro defensive back, punt returner, etc. Coming up, Texans All-Access and Texans Matchup. Great to have you listening tonight. Go Texans!